0: This time on Matters, American Pragmatism, Moose Hunt, Weird Online Dating Profiles.
1: All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to them. I'm Matt Noss. Across from me is Matt Rose. What's up, Matty? How's it going, Matt? It's doing the thing. (laughs) It's doing the (laughs) thing. Doing the thing. Matt, it's doing the thing. Uh, Our baby girl is uh, trying to figure out how to fall asleep on their own. It isn't going well. It isn't going well. She does not know how to self-soothe. But I'll tell you what soothes me right now as I'm looking at him. You may know him from Hot Takes, the news-ish news ish spin-off show at Go Comedy Improv Theater. You may have seen him in so many things, it's nearly impossible to mention them all, but he's also a member with me in a troupe uh, called Presto Changeo, and a great friend of mine. Please welcome to the show, Tim K! Hey, what's up? Yeah, buddy! Hey, how are you? I'm super good. Thank you for joining.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is very cool.
1: Oh, it is always good. I was... I was trying to think, because the first time I met you <laughs> mm-hmm. see um, Matt knows that there was that point of time where I was going to Ann Arbor a ton for improv. Oh yeah yep. and, uh, and you were in a group out there called the Corner, Yep. that I saw a few times but didn't know very well, like I knew Stu Stu Race Stu yep. Race who was yep. in that in that team, but that was like it.
2: Yeah, so we were kind of outside of the comedy scene in Ann Arbor because we didn't go, we weren't going through Second City, we weren't going through uh, anything like that. We were just an Eastern uh, Michigan University team that we kind of met all together in the theater department, and then we just started doing comedy. We didn't like go through any training programs or anything, so we just kind of like showed up, and everyone hated us for that. (laughs) (laughs) They were like...
1: Um what are you doing? Do you know how much I paid for classes? <laughs> <laughs> I went through <laughs> five levels. I went through $2000 worth of yeah. classes. And and
2: then we were immediately given Like a main stage show, and everyone (laughs) hated us. Well, you had written a show. We had, well, we were writing our own shows and renting out spaces and doing our own kind of thing and kind of like selling out shows. And we, so we had like a really steady following of like Eastern people and kind of people from Ann Arbor that were going to U of M too. So that was kind of the reason we were showing up for cat fights and jams and stuff and bringing people. So they were just like, hell, we got to give these guys uh yeah. give them a show could you keep bringing people yeah exactly <laughs> so i i understand why everyone hated us but at the same time it was like whatever get over yourselves yeah and a lot of the people that were like pissed off or whatever aren't still doing it so it's, correct yeah
1: whatever so when i really met you is when yeah. go opened which is now nearly 10 years it's ago 10 yeah and, oh wow and uh we were on the longest running show at go comedy uh, which is the All-Star Showdown. Mm-hmm. We were on our first team together yeah. with uh, former guest Kara Troutman. Yeah, You and I, we formed a group called Moose Hunt. Moose Hunt, yep. Which was, uh, so it, for everybody who's never seen the All-Star Showdown, the conceit is that it's two teams and each team has something in common. Um, or each, yeah, each team is like, Kind of like that let's make a deal where couples wear the same type of costume. Right.
2: Or, yeah, they have a gimmick of some kind. It could be big or small or
1: whatever. Exactly. So it could be, we're all substitute teachers in Ferndale. Or we're all former child actors. We were all former contestants on Canada's number one reality game show, Moose Hunts. <laughs>
2: we had probably the most ambitious team out of all of them. That's ours was very high concept. If, it really was, and I remember pitching it to you guys, and I you looked me dead in the eyes, and you just went, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> <laughs> and we just went a with it. rousing endorsement <laughs> yeah. from me like
1: I don't have anything.
2: Yeah, no, we just <laughs> kind of went with it and it turned out to be
1: like wildly successful. It worked because because we all bought in. Like, yeah, 100%. We did the we did a ridiculous thing and and Matt has seen me do some really dumb things in my life. <laughs> But one of, the, one of the crowning glories, and I don't know who came up with it, was that we would just say, moose hunt, which sounds like a me thing, but I'm not going to. I gonna, think I, it was you. And I that we was. would dip down and put our hands like antlers over <laughs> our cheeks. It was
2: great. People would do that back to us. I, like, I remember getting a moose hunt thing not at the theater. Like, someone like recognized me and
1: was like, Moose Hunt! Hey!
0: Moose, yeah, moose hunt! hunt!
1: There is... And I still have it from when Real Detroit was still printing things out. There is a picture. Oh yeah. That Kara, you and I are in, and I am stuffed into a shirt like a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the picture. I'm like, I'm I'm heavy again right now, so I can't really talk bad about myself. But oh you can. Yeah, you yeah, have but, <laughs> sure, go but on. I but at least like I'm trying to wear baggier clothes. I don't know. It was just like, oh, this kind of looks like a zookeeper outfit. <laughs> I am sitting in the theater. I'm wearing a red polo that I hated. I have this thing on; it's bursting, and I'm sitting there, and it's just like. <laughs> but that, therefore, forever, was born moose hunt.
2: Yeah, uh, and that is we. Yeah, we met uh, in rehearsals when before the theater opened because uh, we rehearsed for months before.
1: Months. The, yeah,
2: it was it was pretty intense. Like, and I didn't know really anybody. It was uh, it was really st- weird because like I auditioned I d- was like oh I'm not gonna get it I haven't been around for that long nobody knows me and they they kind of took a chance on me uh, and I went to rehearsal and I was I didn't know anybody it was like it was an uncomfortable couple of weeks because like I'm performing with you know these like legends that i had only seen only watched before so it was like crazy for me to like go to rehearsal and kind of meet everybody uh but it was cool it was awesome like everybody was like super into everything and uh it was you really had to like go for it and i i remember just having to like kind of let my fear go away and just kind of like play and perform and do the kind of comedy that i wanted to do
1: and if people liked it whatever yeah, I, I'm i trying to think. There's a show that we, because what would happen is they would introduce the groups. We would come out. We would all yell, Moose Hunt. And then we would do a bit about ourselves, yes. like who we were on the show. And then we would tell the audience, like, who we are playing for. Mm-hmm. And... I remember one because I always remember my own bits because I am that (laughs) self centered. And I came out and we were against the Googlies. Okay. And Louis Krauss was there. And it was the. Normally my bit was hey, I'm Matt. I'm from Prince Edward Island. So if you want to know anything about uh, (laughs) Anne of Green Green Gables, (laughs) ask me about it. Uh, but this was the late show, and it was like the adult show. And I came out. I'm like, "Hey, I'm Matt. I'm from Prince Edward. I- I'm-, I'm Prince Edward Island. So if you want to know anything about Anna Green Gables or how to finger bang their fans, let me know." <laughs> <laughs> and it murdered. <laughs> it killed so. Soul- it's one of those things that the audience was waiting so hard for something dirty <laughs> that it took them to 10 immediately. <laughs> and then Louis Krauss smelled blood in the water. So instantly oh, he was yeah. like, finger pick. <laughs> and then slowly we and surely it. we <laughs> lost <laughs> the audience <laughs> as the night went on.
2: Because you can't get dirtier. No, no, that's a pretty high bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, Like, no audience... I was talking to John Erburtowski about this once. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, he he was a piano player in the second city, and he did the cruise ships. And like one midnight show on the Norwegian Sky or whatever it was called. Um, it was a late night adult show, and the audience's suggestions were a rogues gallery okay. of the darkest, sickest things. And they came out, and they were like, "We're gonna do what you asked for." And like for the first three minutes, everybody was on board, but then they kept going. We can't take this anymore. And it was like,
0: boom, because
1: the audience really doesn't no, want that. No, they don't know what they want. No,
2: it, it's, the it's, audience it's, it's, doesn't know what they want. Listen
1: to matters. It's, <laughs> it's a great poll quote, right? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna give you the content we want. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's like it's like swearing, right? That it's a spice
1: and you can't Right.
2: You you can't do the whole thing, otherwise it's just unwatchable.
1: Right. It's a spice. Nobody wants a plate of pepper. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: Another pull quote.
1: Another Nobody wants a plate of pepper. Matt Noss matters. <laughs> episode one eighty one. <laughs> yeah, you're on episode one eighty one. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Matt's looking at me like Bleh. done hundred and eighty one of these. Oh my god. I gotta go. <laughs> oh god what are we doing (laughs) really 181 i think so we did let me do a quick check ah man so uh when you asked yep where excuse me sorry 182
2: oh okay Hmm.
1: um when you when you asked to be on the show yeah um it was basically I was like, "Hey, who would like to be on the show?" Because right. I'm I'm always trolling for guests. We've yeah. talked about it, Matt and I have that. Um, after He Man,
0: <laughs> the Dark Times,
1: the Dark Times, ah, we um, <laughs> are in ah, uh, we were like, we gotta have guests. Mm. We gotta we gotta have people to talk to, which right. is why oh. I started reaching out quite a bit. Yeah, you were like, "Hey, I'd love to come on." I was like. We'd love to have you on, and we've had your lovely wife Jess on. Yeah, so uh, I know, and I, I listened to her episode. I was like,
2: that seems so much fun. I just want to come on and talk <laughs> to you.
1: So I just want to Matt and I want to know about the erotic fan fiction that you've written about the president.
2: <laughs> what if I just totally stole her thunder and been like, yeah, I wrote an entire book of sexy fan fiction about the president.
1: Now, is it true, because I I think it is, that you had them bound for her?
2: No, it wasn't me. (laughs) Oh, so thank
1: you. (laughs) No, it was our friend
2: uh, Chris Fortin, uh, Ah. who works with us on Newsish, and uh, that was uh, a present to her that he had them, like, Print it well, he 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 prints and binds books like it's a hobby of his, I think. Hmm. Uh, which I didn't know was a both a thing.
1: of Matt and I just looked at each other and I know and simultaneously in our head went weirdo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Chris is great, uh, but yeah, he it was like an incredibly kind gift. He like printed it all out, like it's it's like a tome, it looks like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but of porno. Uh, <laughs>
1: This is the Lord of the Rings of porno. And I'm then s- sure that's how. And then somebody in a Gandalf outfit means goes. You mean it's not porno? <laughs> <laughs> mm, and takes the Silmarillion and walks away. You <laughs> shall not
2: ass. I, I don't know. I tried. I tried.
1: That one. Oh, when the Balrog shows up, <laughs> all, those, all those hobbits all together. Those hobbits. <laughs> oh, the minds of Moria are falling apart. <laughs> you know what the mazamoria are, baby <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
2: yeah it was it was an incredibly kind gift that he uh bound that for her and it was it was super super cool um
1: yeah so you mentioned newsish yeah um newsish was a show that you were running monthly at it was
2: Go y- yeah so it was a monthly we were so insanely ambitious it was a monthly brand new hour long political comedy Every month. And we did it for like two years, a year and a half. It was wild. It was the most work I've ever done for a show ever. Like nothing will ever come close. Because like we were. Because you were the only
1: two writers?
2: It was me, Jess, uh, Scotty Myers, and Chris Fortin. Uh, But Jess and I were doing like a big majority of the writing and Scotty was like producing it and kind of like wrangling us. And uh, Chris was writing and wrangling and kind of doing that stuff too. But we were writing a huge portion of it. Every month we were writing an hour of comedy. It was wild. It was wild. Um, But we would do, so we would do like headline style jokes kind of like, Uh, Weekend Update. Weekend Update, yep. Uh, And then we would do, just like Weekend Update, we'd have like character bits come on. And then we'd do like a feature piece like John Oliver would do. uh, And then we would uh, do like an improvised like debate at the end. It was wild. It was just, there was so much content in it. I don't know how we did it.
1: So I was there the night of the election. Oh, God. The last election. Um, That. That show broke us. It broke
2: us. We didn't do another show after that. I think that was like...
1: That was the last one. I think that was the last one. So I was there, and I played George Washington. Yes. uh, For like one of the last bits of the night. Yeah,
2: it was the last bit of the night.
1: For for a room of which you already felt the oxygen. (laughs) We're in Ferndale, Michigan. Pretty left-leaning. Oh, yeah. Um, although it always seemed like your show drew Macomb in by the it droves. It did. Oh, my God, it did. Yeah. It would just be people like, come to a night of theater you can get upset about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. None of those jokes really applied to me. Now turn on <laughs> that Seeger and let's get out of here. <laughs> Hand me a
2: beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, we would get some... We'd, we've gotten like booed in the middle of our show before, but and yeah, you were there on like the worst <laughs> night ever, and right. It was like kind of going downhill. the My favorite part about the show that was technically like awful was that we would we had we thought it was a great idea that we had a that we had a uh, like an election center uh, like in the show that we would like throughout the show, throughout the night. Uh, we would, like, throw it to them and be like, hey, guys, give us an update on the Electoral College. Like, give us some numbers. And they were, like, uh, live tweeting for us. And they were, like, checking polls and stuff like that. And we had a giant map behind them with uh, the colors. And as the night went on, it was just more and more red states. And that was fueling the audiences, like, oh, yeah, we're going to leave soon. This is terrible. (laughs) And then we were just like, Okay,
1: here's this hilarious character bit. Matt Nas, everybody playing George Washington. I believe I also lost the crowd when I said, What? I owned people. Which (laughs) which in rehearsal was my favorite line
2: that killed me. I was like, oh dude, that's the that's the closer. That is that is
1: the (laughs) that's the bump. (laughs) It was met with an icy reception. we yeah, we were like,
2: thanks everybody, good night. (laughs)
1: But I then go, "Hey. Hey audience. Uh we've lived through some pretty terrible presidents. Looks like we got another one on the way." Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to be all right. And then <laughs> And then he surpassed all my expectations. Yeah.
2: Oh, another terrible part about that night was that we had a balloon drop planned. We had like balloons in the in the uh stage manager area in the in the light booth that we were going to drop when when, like, Hillary won, we had all of these blue balloons <laughs> ready to go uh, that never got used. Uh, they're probably still up there. <laughs> um,
1: Matt and I, Matt talks politics a lot more than I do. Yeah. I, in general, don't talk about my politics, but I feel like this administration has even gotten people who are quiet, like me. Ju- like I don't ever engage on Facebook because I think it's a waste of time. Yeah, no, it like is. Like if, if I'm going if I'm going to have a political dialogue, I need it to be face to face. I think it's
2: cathartic. I think uh, I know that's why I do it because well, and also because like I know well, Which
1: one do you do because it's cathartic? Online or the face to face? Online. I think fa- oh, really? uh, yeah,
2: I uh, I think for me to like see an article and and share it again, I think for me is kind of like well, at least not, at at the very least, I'm spreading information, good, hopefully good information. Uh, to, I'm not I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. It's I think it's just like a collective consciousness that like, you know, the more that we are all informed, I I think is is better. Um, information, uh, factual information is kind of the what uh i would say the current administration doesn't want you to have. So i think at the very least it's cathartic for me to just like share an article about uh uh, uh legal marijuana going on the ballot for uh uh in Michigan. Um i shared that uh, like yester- yesterday. Um it for me it's kind of just like a way of engaging uh and also so my my family sees it too. So like my mom will see it cuz you know, they don't have cable and I send her an article or I post an article. I know she'll read it. And to me, that's 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 worthwhile. It, it, it's it's about one person. If I can have one person read an article because I shared it because it's maybe interesting, I, I think there's value to that. So I, I I don't find it to be like habitual, Um, but I find it like. it's like it's a casual thing and it's it's fun and i think i i've learned over the past year and a half to um sometimes i'll comment on stuff and i hate that i do it uh but i like to at least like joke about it so that there's like i'm not just posting angrily i'm trying to like entertain a little bit while i'm while i'm doing it and 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 newsish was kind of that way too that it's like well hey we're, we're packaging these views um but we're like adding jokes and we're adding commentary to it too which i think is fun
0: i stopped doing that because every time i would put anything even even vaguely political on family members and friends who are conservative would go after it and then my friends who aren't would go after them, and it would just turn into this... Chaos, yeah. Yeah, where it was like, all right, now no one's reading the article. They're only reading the comments, and that is contrary to what I wanted to do. And sometimes it wouldn't even be like the time that I um, that I posted the article when Trump uh, threw his hat in the ring, and I captioned it, send in the clowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that turned into a nasty argument where it was like I just wanted to make a joke. Right. Right. <laughs> and then you know I would post something where it's like look all these government agencies say climate change is a real thing, humans are causing it. And then you'd get like the three holdouts where like there's no science to actually prove this <laughs> where it's like read the goddamn article. Right.
2: I mean you're like screaming into the void and yeah. or or you're you're speaking to people that already agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. and
0: uh,
2: I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those cathartic things that like hitting that button to hit share is like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not an activist. I'm not like on the street every weekend protesting at the very least. I can share information with people that need to see this or would want to see it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, it doesn't have like a ton of like, super value but it is it's something i don't I, i've tried to in the last year and a half to not get so like if i see somebody commenting something that i don't agree with i don't jump in or i you know like you really have to like become savvy with that kind of stuff and uh just kind of take it for face value and that's kind of like devalued facebook and devalued
0: twitter the usefulness of it it's like oh
2: these platforms aren't really all that much fun. (laughs) It's
0: like, yeah, right. I've I've really walked my Facebook back a lot. I Mm -hmm. mean, honestly, the only times I'm on are to wish people happy birthday and to share stuff for matters and transmissions. Mm -hmm. And my neighbors are dead. And, you know, if someone else is doing a show or they have like a charitable thing, I try to share it. And, Also, sometimes if I'm at work and I'm in the bathroom, it's like, all right, I got five minutes. Let's go on a like <laughs> festival. And I just like yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, like, like. Um, yeah. but that's that's that is basically all I'm ever on Facebook. I'm on Instagram to like like a lot of stuff that we well, in- or our friends do. We've right. talked about that because Instagram is like the last
1: bastion to kind of really curate what you're seeing in i'm your gonna f- ruin it i'm gonna start po- posting photos of articles <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean but the thing yeah, is yeah, like yeah. i there isn't as many reasons to follow a friend on instagram right as there is on facebook like
0: mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know if i agree with that because your friend might put a bunch of real dumb shit on facebook along with their kid photos but on Instagram it's, it's usually just, just the kid photos. Okay, so let me
1: let me walk it back a little bit and say that it's the content that I get on Instagram is a lot more what I'm what I want for people yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more curated. Yeah. Uh in general, I don't get NRA videos that try right. to convince me that everybody should have uh, <laughs> right. guns like right. guns I was like afraid to say guns. <laughs> <laughs> you know like it was gonna go off in my mouth. (laughs) Guns! (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) you ever have a sandwich that bites you back? (laughs) Hey, this sandwich bit me back. (laughs) No, this sandwich took a bite out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Count on you.
0: Um, Yeah, I,
1: I,
2: I, I totally, I totally get that, and I also host a political show, so like, I have to like, I read the news. Voraciously, I'm constantly like sharing stuff, and um, it's just kind of all part of the gig for me now. It's kind of a so what do you think's going on with what?
1: Well, like, I don't need specifics like of mm-hmm. what's in the news today because that's not gonna be in the news tomorrow, right? But there does seem to be, I would almost call it be like a shell game mm-hmm. or smoke and mirrors or total distraction. Yeah. And there also seems to be such heightened negative reactions to so many things. Like it's politics shouldn't be sports? No. No, and
2: but this feels like sports. This it, f- it is but it's always been that way i think we tend to look at history kind of in a vacuum of like what we remember or what our parents remember and that's really as far back
0: yeah. as we go when, when you read history and you see the dirty shit that people did and like the fact that someone was nearly beat to death on the senate floor
2: yeah during the civil war just yeah. before the civil war so yeah i mean it's 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 always been incredibly polarized. Uh, I think we we want it to be more civilized and the best people out there, but it, I don't know. It rarely it rarely is. So, I, it it is. I think what skews it now is social media. S- social media makes it instant. Well, in the twenty four hour news cycle, exactly. Also, you
0: know, with with the prevalence of. You've got CNN, you've got Fox News, you've got MSNBC, you've got CNBC, you've got Fox Business. You've got all these channels that are uh, 24-7, and then you've got online platforms, and then you've got nutters like fucking Alex Jones. Breitbart. Yeah, and Breitbart and all these other groups, or, or like NRA TV, that are all quite obviously pushing an agenda you know, I, I I would like to think that the news sources that I go to don't do that as much. But you know, I I try to step back from the news I consume once in a while and look at it and be like, all right, w- what can I you know like take your politics out of it and read it again and and look and see is this are you reading this for confirmation bias or are you reading this. You know, to actually learn something instead of just reading something to say, yeah, I was right. You know, like mm-hmm. I. I well, yeah, because <clears> the <throat> idea of being right is is dangerous.
1: It kind of closes you off. Right. Well, right. Well, and, I mean, I mean let, let's let's uh, <laughs> I, I, I said recently, like I America's biggest contribution to philosophy is skepticism. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is like truly an American uh, philosophy. And skepticism in itself isn't a bad thing. it's It's questioning. And I think good mm-hmm. philosophy, good thought, can get into it should be questioned. Your beliefs should be questioned. Mm-hmm. You should take a look at questioning things. but I, I think mean, that's the
2: founding of the country. I mean, that's right. really honestly, if you look at the founding fathers, there are all these great thinkers that question the world around them,
1: right. But unchecked skepticism can become this thing of, well, then we don't know anything, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of can what's be, real well, yeah. it, right. It can go into a place of
0: throwing your hands
1: up. Yeah, it can become so ridiculous because it, it's hard to find your footing. Like um, boy, oh boy, I'm going to talk about philosophy. Well, I'm a <laughs> philosophy minor, so all right uh, this is the only time I can really talk about it. Um, so Hume, uh, Hume, David Hume, I think so. I don't know. Uh, Hume, Hume Humean skepticism was, it is good to be skeptical, but there are some things that you need to be taking for truth Mm -hmm. that need to be taken for truth so that you can function. He would say that like. I understand that the distance between you and me is unknown to both of us. It is actually unknowable. And that is actually infinite mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. like that we could cut the distance between us and it is infinite. There's an infinite amount of space. But at the same time, I can see that you are <laughs> yeah. there and you can see that I am here and the floor is supporting us. So right now we need to take that as a truth Yep. instead of c- continually questioning all of that. Because he was like, without some form of foundation, we will be floundering forever. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like right now we are floundering because there isn't that type of this is how we're this is the world that we're playing in. And every once in a while, sure, do you need to upset those ideas? Because that's how dogmas are created, right? Right. And dogmas are boy, I had no idea I was gonna talk to much. (laughs) But like, um, but that's how dogmas get created and how like not great social structures get created because we do take and like it's the other side this is my skepticism coming in right this is me mm-hmm. questioning it this is me saying like you need some things that are true but you do need to take a look at those truths for how long or how long they will serve you
2: yeah and i think there's like a, a, a difference too between um the politics of your and the politics of now where the the difference y o r e not yes your, your yes. <laughs> Ol, I just wanted, I just wanted
0: yes. to clarify that because I thought about that for a second. I was like, oh wait, no, he meant
2: <laughs> <laughs> he meant <past>. uh, <laughs>
0: He
2: meant <"Arr!" laughs> year
0: the,
2: <laughs> politics of year. <laughs> Yar. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look back, I mean, you could make an argument to say that the politics even of twenty years ago were still based on on fundamental facts where as now I think we're kind of, the tribalism has I, been so <laughs> separating that we, we tend
0: to be in the tribe of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, cause this was something that I was thinking about while you were, um, while you were bringing up skepticism was that certain media outlets used skepticism to fuel distrust in mainstream media to get more listeners. So, for instance, Rush Limbaugh, for the past 30 years, has pointed out half-truths, lies of omission, etc. As facts. As facts, and then said, and the mainstream media won't cover it. Why not? What are they afraid of? Blah, 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 blah. And he and others um, in in right-wing talk media started doing that. They started yeah, look under- at Glenn Beck. It. Look at like Glenn Beck. Well, and Glenn Beck. That, and then he walked it back. And then he apologized <laughs> for his role. And there was another um another radio host, I forget what the guy's name was, uh, but he apologized to the American people for his role. He's the guy who went to NPR. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, he he I remember hearing him and he, I mean, I remember hearing him talk on NPR about how like I feel responsible for what's happening. I sp- I feel responsible for how little trust there is in reliable news sources because for so long I undercut it. You know, I helped come up with the, you know, quote MSM, you know, uh, fallacy saying that oh well, mainstream media is only interested in keeping you asleep and blah blah blah. And then he's like but at the same time, there are good reporters at NPR, PBS, Washington Post, right. New York Times, and you know, they're doing work that's verifiable. They're doing work that uncovers corruption. But people will say, "Well, yeah, but they're part of the mainstream media, so you can't trust them." That's not and true. And it's like, yeah, and it's <laughs> like, no, I can, I can prove right now. Like, yeah. I, I forget where I got in an argument. But I was arguing with this person, and they were like, "No, nope, I n- I don't believe it." And it was like, "No, I can I can literally show you, you're wrong." Sir, and you're it was literally like, nope. on fire right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's cold in here. Like, <laughs> d-
1: what? <laughs> the the other part that I, I just realized as well is the other and maybe even bigger American contribution to philosophy is pragmatism, hmm. America American pragmatism. Which is basically like, what's that got to do with me? Sure. Or how can I use yeah. this to yeah. to, <laughs> to do what I need
2: to do? Yeah, ego and uh, uh, putting myself first. Yeah, uh, selfishness. Uh,
1: in, yeah, in a way of just like, I don't know what that has to do with what I need to be doing, so I don't need to pay attention to it. Cause yeah. it's not
0: this. This reminds me of a conversation I had a couple um, a couple months ago. Where a friend of mine, I was, I was meeting with two old coworkers, and we were talking about the um, the transit system that they were trying to put in the like four counties that make up the Detroit area, Mm. um, and hyperloop. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that for hyperloop. Yeah, I mean, it would eventually end in like carnage, but. (laughs) You know, until oh, yeah. that happens, that yeah.
1: first accident is going to be like, oh yeah, well, and everybody dies. It's, <laughs> yes. it's
0: just going to be like tomato soup coating <laughs> coating the line. But uh, we were talking about it, and the um, the the woman used to be an architect. She worked in city planning, uh, and the guy was just a, a programmer that lives out in um, Utica, I believe and we were talking about you know how the the regional Tran- transit authority would be a really good thing for the area and he's like yeah but when am i going to see the benefit and it was like you would see the benefit in increased tax dollars you would see the benefit in a lot of things you know would would the bus lines be coming out to you immediately no but it's going to improve the economy in the in the overall area that is a plus for everybody because as more people are able to fill the jobs, as more people get jobs and pay more tax dollars, mm-hmm. and you that want means better services. And
1: you want a seat at that table is the other mm-hmm. thing. Like You yeah. want to be in that conversation, especially as you watch more and more young people s- come back into the city centers. Yeah. It's like you're now going to be the
0: one who's stranded out here. Yeah, that's why
2: mm-hmm. Amazon
1: didn't come here. It was a huge... That was one of their
0: reasons that Amazon didn't want to come. Also, they said we didn't have the talent. The talent. That Where was I was like, oh, Amazon, fuck you. And like, they while I was buying p- something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for
2: Prime.
1: <laughs> well, I was ordering, fuck you guys. And get this to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it can't come until tomorrow. <laughs> uh, why do we even pay this hundred dollars a year yeah. <laughs> for free shipping on everything?
0: Also, access to all the all the stuff. All the, what's yeah, the, the What's
2: the biggest thing you've had delivered to your house through Prime for free? A lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> that television. <laughs> oh my God. I think we had like a vanity like something <laughs> oh, wow. something big something that we're, we felt shameful for ordering for <laughs> I ordered that
1: and didn't pay tax on it <laughs> I might have actually had to pay for white glove service because I was like oh yeah I was like no no way that I'm just leaving this up to chance yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah man it's crazy
2: yeah it's it's the it, it, the only thing that I, I think about a lot is that uh, history is a pendulum or history is a uh, is like a ripple in a pond. Uh, we like I said earlier, you only really see things within your lifetime or things that you really know about within your family's lifetime. So things come and go. Uh, things shift back and forth. they always they always have. That doesn't mean we'll be alive or to talk about it. you know we won't be roasting and n- nuclear fallout but at, th- at the same time the the way that uh, humanity works is that we all kind of Uh, shift and realign i mean you can see it in the primaries that have been happening in uh, california and not to date this podcast immediately but uh all over the country there there's been kind of a i i don't want i do not want to say like a blue wave the wave is coming
1: (laughs) the ride the wave don't stop (laughs) thinking (laughs) about tomorrow
2: (laughs) yeah no I, i i i cannot be that optimistic but at least it Uh, it it does re-engage people to some level i mean like jess and i were talking yesterday about like uh, we know people in the doj's name on a first name basis not not, like we don't know them but like we can throw around their names Mm -hmm. we we, you know talking about scott pruitt and talking about like senators by name and like I never would have imagined five years ago that I would know the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, a a senator from a a different state or a a less, like, we were like throwing around Trey Gowdy's name and we're like, (laughs) we're just talking about him. And we were like, can you imagine why we'd ever have to, in any other administration, in any other year, we would know who this, you
0: know who this like senator is. Well, like, I remember I remember uh, <laughs> I remember him from the Benghazi stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh Same right. thing with Devin Nunes. Right. <clears throat> but like you y- you probably shouldn't know who
2: y- you shouldn't like who was uh Obama's press secretary. Which one? Any of them.
0: Oh jeez! Right though, uh, you can probably think of it. I can remember Bush's press secretaries, sure, but, but Obama—they were so bland. But that's the point. That
2: that is their job. Their job isn't to be the news. Mm-hmm. They a, a bad press secretary is when they become the star. Yeah. they're supposed to take the the bu- the bullets for the president. They're supposed to take those barbs and just give the news, give the the briefings for the day, and you're not supposed to know who they are. I, I mean, that's kind of the job. That the president's the star. Sarah Huckabee Sanders,
0: uh, Scaramucci. Yeah, the he mooch. Was there for like a couple weeks. Yeah,
2: you shouldn't know the. I mean, and, and that's Spicer. Spicer and and like you you know at. And I ultimately think that that's a good thing, that for like eight years, we were, I was very disengaged because it was just like, oh, okay, this is, I agree with everything kind of that's going on. And I'm going to, I don't need to be involved now because why, why do I need to be? Mm-hmm. And that was bad. That was like a, a bad thing that happened. Uh, we, we all went to sleep wake up. up sheeple
0: yeah.
1: Ba <laughs> The shepherds come home to roost <laughs> Ba ba black sheep how many how many metaphors can I mix <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The shepherd's coming home to roost <laughs> what It's <laughs> an odd odd way to handle
2: but that. That, yeah so what I'm ultimately saying is uh the, these these current things are are not bad in the long run.
1: Well, getting engaged isn't bad. Yeah, no, yeah, but defi- I all, definitely not. I uh, oh, I also think that our style of government is set up for you not to be engaged because yeah. it's tedious and hey, Tim, go to Washington and take care of this for me because I got to go to yeah. the fucking work. Yeah, it's all like government by proxy, and
2: you are entrusting someone else to do it, and um. We have so much to worry about in our lives that sometimes politics are like the at the bottom of the barrel. So like, why would I need you know just coming out of college I, I, I had no desire to be into politics or know who these people are, or know kind of the background or what was going on. Uh, but you grow up, you start getting more invested in stuff, which is a big part of it too uh but i don't know yeah i think it's it's all it's all good i think it's it, it it's ultimately a good thing even if bad things are happening knowing that they are and 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 doing things and getting involved and talking to people that can get involved calling senators calling your representatives and telling them how you feel i mean all very important which i had never done until like 2 years ago i'd never done that and like that's that's like a powerful thing. I remember the first time I got off the phone with our senators here, and it was like, I was like, "Oh my god, that felt so good. That was awesome. I gotta do that again. It's so great." I was just talking to a staffer, you know, so I'm like, "What's your name? Where are you from? All right." So, but yeah, I don't know. So I think what's going on?
0: The water. <laughs> <laughs> the water.
1: All right. I'm I'm working for free. Right, (laughs) one day I'm gonna be a a (laughs) lobbyist, yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna sell my story. Uh, oh, there's gonna be so many books about this administration,
2: yeah. Uh, You know what? Do it now, quit Quit the administration, quit your staff, your crappy staffing job. Stop taking barbs for old nut face and like (laughs) sell your story now. Do it now, get out. All right. We'll be back with
1: more matters (laughs) after this. Back to Matters, you have reached the part of the show where we're talking about what we are into this week. Um, anybody have one preloaded?
2: Uh, I was going to say uh, Westworld, still very into Westworld. So you're into I it. Did, I did I not watch this it. past
0: weekend. I was too busy to watch it, um, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because it's totally been catching
1: it. a lot of flack.
0: Yeah, I, I think they've been
2: doing what they started do. They started giving away like what stuff means, uh, which I think was like kind of the problem is that it was just mystery building this whole time. Uh, but I'm I'm into it like any like good like sci fi kind of fantasy kind of st- like I think it's well shot. It's beautifully shot. The The story is the acting's pretty good. I don't know. I'm into it. I, I don't
0: typically. Get I like it too. Yeah,
2: it's fun. I I have a good time uh, uh, watching it. The only thing I, I I hope is that they have a plan. That, that it's just it doesn't go for like ten seasons. It's not like, going to be lost. Right. Exactly. I, I I that's my fear. But right now I'm totally into it. I, I am I'm bought into the weekly mystery of well,
1: what does this mean? okay yeah because i watched the first season i liked it yeah um but i haven't watched an episode of the second season
2: i think it improves on the first season oh i i think so i think the beginning of the season is like takes a while to get going but where they are right now in the season it's like reaching conclusions of stuff of storyline so i think it's i think it's in a good spot i'm digging it
0: yeah i didn't get to find out what they found in uh in his head it's that's
2: why i love the show is because it's kind of complicated like you can't talk <laughs> course, about one thing without is. talking about like 10 things so right it's it's all there i don't know i i uh my wife and i jess are we we that's like one of our shows so it's uh yeah i think and, and any show that you can watch with your significant other i i find it, like it's 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 like good to have those things because like sometimes it does you, make
1: life way easier because yeah. we only have one tv and sure we have our phones and, yeah. and an ipad but it's like you don't want to always just be in other rooms yeah. watching
2: things. yeah so like if you can build a show that you're both kind of into i and and that's like another reason why i'm into it is because she digs it too I, I, and i'm shocked she does so it's like it's cool I, and i like that like nolan aspect of like <laughs> the, the mystery and you're not quite sure and non-linear storytelling i think is super fun so yeah. did,
1: did, have you watched barry yet no, I haven't. It's um, pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I've heard mixed things. Little slow to start is okay. the big one that I've heard. I didn't see that. I thought it was kind of. I, I, didn't, I didn't see. it It's a slow great start premise. Or. It's it's a really great premise. They do not pay, play it for comedy, mm. even it, though they're not at all. Even mm. though all. there are tons of funny things that happen. Okay, but it's not at all played for comedy. Um
2: because that's like haters like sweet spot right that like that that bill hater right yeah, yeah, like, yeah uh that's like his sweet spot is like kind of he's kind of hammy like in on snl he's kind of a ham you know a lot of his characters are like very
1: he's playing it for laughs he plays a straight man for laughs very very well sure, yeah you know, like he's always the host of the game show. True, yeah. Who who says something ridiculous or he's Vincent Price or like where yeah. all the things are happening wrong.
2: I guess to me he's like Stefan always, where he's okay. like playing like to me, that's like quintessential Bill Hader. So like that's what I want out of out of Barry is for him to be that, that type.
1: Dave, you will, hate, you it. will <laughs> hate it. You will hate it. You will think Barry is garbage. No, you yeah, sure. Um You got anything, Matty, or do you need me to... No, go ahead. Um, Well, I think... um, I had a couple things. i kind of loaded up. I'm back into watching
0: speedruns. Oh, really? (laughs) He really... He has been watching speedruns. Like, we watched the speedrun of Diablo 2. Yeah. (laughs) Like, a guy beats Diablo 2, which is a game that... Matt and I have played together
1: for years, mm-hmm. and we, we played three together and have spent hours, hours to do nothing, you know, like to... Days. Days. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Days. <laughs> and this guy straight up soup to
0: nuts beats this game in an hour 20. Wow. And it's... Yeah, we, like, were, we were watching it, and it was like, wait, how do you... How? How do you, Well, what the... F- I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Any of those are just like so bizarre.
1: Yeah. I watched a guy beat Battletoads in 12 minutes. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. We watched that's that insane. the other day. Which is insane. <laughs>
2: it, that's it's, like one of the hardest nuts. games ever, right? Yeah. That's like yeah. one of the up, up there hardest games.
1: Watched a guy beat uh, Mega Man
0: 1 in okay. 14 minutes. Crazy. Like the, watching those guys play the Mario. Oh yeah, so we watched we watched
1: Runners and Mario Maker. So, okay. uh if you've if you're kind of like what are they talking about how hard is it to run Mario? Well, the Japanese hacked the ROM mm-hmm. and they created this thing called the guy who did it was Kaizo and it was Kaizo Mario and he started putting invisible blocks all over the place. Uh, okay. So like you would think you would be doing a regular jump and then you would hit a block. Right. And it was like a big thing, maybe like almost 10 years ago, it was like maybe on E-Bombs World or something like that, okay. where it was like Asshole, asshole Mario okay. or something like that. Like was a video that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that has become a thing where runners for Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. will know it. Yeah. will we'll play those types of difficult, highly, highly difficult levels uh-huh. and race each other. That's crazy. Like, we watch these guys race this level. Like, their they're group of friends are the only people who can beat this level. Wow. And uh, it's intense to watch these idiots play this game. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. Um, and everybody should be into Charles Mansion. I mean, <laughs> what a gift to music <laughs> Charles Mansion is. Uh, we love him. You know him. You love him. <laughs> yeah. oh, boy. Uh, three singles already out. Um, There's three out? Mission Statement was okay. the one that I did during Roach Coach. Uh, H-A-N-D-M with uh, with dots is... Uh, Harold and Maud, which is uh Charles Manchin talking about his love affair with Tammy, the waitress at oh, Rams. Horn. Right. <laughs> and then um I just surveillance. <laughs> surveillance is the third one where he thinks people are watching him. <laughs> He's like, uh I really liked the chorus on that one. I really named that one, it was like satellite 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 they're watching me from the satellite satellite burn my books like it's fahrenheit 451. me and it ain't right <laughs> <laughs> word smithing yeah uh so yeah it's so stupid we oh got a God.
2: real alexander hamilton over here that's not even the real actor's name <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <that> is, you're
1: <laughs> That was such a dad movie. It was. <laughs> yeah. I got a real Alexander Hamilton over here. <laughs> really writing treatises about uh, global foreign policy. Yeah.
0: Uh, Maddie, what you got? You know what I'm really into? What's that? I'm really into online dating profiles of adult women where all the pictures have fucking cat faces and dog faces over their actual faces. Oh. No. Yep, that's like a thing. Like emoji? Like yeah. emoji? Like, or, well, they'll have, like, fucking filters where it puts, like, cat ears and oh. cat nose or dog ears and a dog nose. You are on a site to date other human beings. Every picture you have, you have a goddamn cat face.
2: But maybe they're... No. Maybe they're pulling people that want to bang a cat. <laughs> Think about it.
0: I... I I guess. I guess. <laughs> That could be a thing. (laughs) They're out there. But why wouldn't you go on one of the sites where that's what they tailor to?
2: Listen, I don't speak for that. I know. (laughs) It's too late.
0: We know know
1: you're... (laughs) The secret's out. Well, each one of them is like, this cat face filter is the softest light, and it makes me look cute.
0: Yeah. And that's... But every single one, or like once in a while, it won't be a cat face or a dog face. It'll be like a crown or like stars over their head, and it's like or the Coachella like <laughs> flower oh, band. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I want to see a profile with a woman, really anyone, or a man, uh, with like a terrifying one, like <laughs> the
1: skeleton. It's
0: funny, one. It's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that because and and like I thought I I. <laughs> I actually liked your profile because she had a, a lot of pictures of her in Halloween makeup, but it wasn't like sexy nurse or, or sexy vampire or whatever. It was like Harley Quinn. Car accident victim. Oh, man. <laughs> Where it was like, whoa, that makeup's pretty good. That's a lifestyle. That's not yeah. just a
2: Halloween thing.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody who goes to cons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she said that, like, that. You know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that she does. That's awesome. She goes to horror con stuff. Yeah. So cool. I was just like, you're all right. Cool. I like you. Uh But that, the, like, the... The key. The filters, faces. man. The filters. Don't do it. And I, I looked at two profiles today, and I was like, wait a minute. And I read the description of the profile, and then I went back. And I looked at the one I had just looked at before that, went back, same goddamn text in the profile, word for word. Weird. Yeah, like a scam. Uh, like, like a scam, probably.
2: Huh? Please click on profile. I'm cat.
0: But it, <laughs> but Puff. it wasn't. It wasn't something like that. It was like something that someone probably did write at some point, and they copied it and they just put it on a bunch of other profiles. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Weird. or where I mean, it just. That, that keep was making, so weird. To
2: see. I, I have like five profiles out there. I don't know what to do.
0: Well, I gotta catch so, some dick. So one of one of them was a white girl. One of them was a black girl. So I don't think it's the same person <laughs> that, that has more than one profile. Um, but it probably is a scam. Yeah. Um, and it annoys me. When the breaking pens, you over broke here. a pen. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do this at work oh, constantly. my house. Dude, I'm so, so that is so how that, that gonna happens to pens. Pen. I'm gonna leave you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I you. I you. I'm just gonna break I was, it I half. always I always wondered how that happened to pens, and now Dude, I. Dude, I do the
2: this constantly at work. Like I, I need something to like fidget with at my desk, and I'm constant. Like this isn't the first one I broke today.
1: It's okay. It's okay. Well, I ruined the night. You did. Um, but you know who tried to ruin the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo that Roach Coach is going to August twenty fifth in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs>
0: Vinny Vincent. Yep.
1: <laughs> Our good old friend Vinny Vincent uh, backed out of the Rock and Pod festival uh i don't even know who vinnie
0: vincent is he was a he was a guitarist i think for like did he join kiss for a minute oh god i don't remember who he i, I remember it was like a at least if i'm thinking of the right person it, i don't think it was kiss but like i don't know maybe docking or something like that all right so i'm gonna do a quick search here for Vinny vincent so because I, I feel like
1: i should know this so like uh you've known me for a while tim mm-hmm. you you know how much i love metal yeah, well, Matt's <laughs> known me even longer. Uh, he knows how much I love metal. <laughs> Except he knows that I like don't know anything about metal. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're going to the Rock and Pop. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is super fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Where'd it you that it was Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. We're coming. Have you been to Nashville before? Never. I went with work uh, a couple months ago, and it's very cool. I stand corrected. Catherine and I flew into Nashville for her cousin's wedding in Alabama,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it's straight down right the the highway to get there. But to fly into Alabama, oh, okay. I think it's Alabama. It's either that or Arkansas. Where is Space Camp? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gauge all of geography.
2: Oh, is all of I Space have,
0: Camp? I, I don't. I don't know. Um because I thought, I thought Space Camp was like Texas, but it's at NASA though, right? Wasn't it in Florida? Oh, no. No. Also, isn't there also NASA in, in it's, Texas. In, Texas. it's yeah. in Huntsville, yeah. Alabama, is where oh, Space Huntsville? Camp is. Okay. <laughs> so you were able to find that, but you weren't able to find who Vinnie Vincent is? Vinnie Vincent was a guitarist in Kiss. Okay. All right. Okay. Really? Did, yes. it, did, it, like, did it also uh, did it also say other bands that he was in?
1: Let's see. Vincent John Cousineau, better known by his stage name Vinnie Vincent, is an American guitarist and songwriter. He's a former member of the rock and roll band Kiss from 1982 until mid-1984 during the band's transition out of their 1973
2: to 1983
1: 1973 to 1983 makeup. Oh, so he was in the the makeup list years. Correct. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> the worst, right? Um so Also, get this. He was in Vinnie Vincent and the Warriors. I believe that was one of his bands. Um, The Vinnie Vincent Invasion. (laughs) Uh, Treasure. Warrior. Laura Nero. Heat. And Dan Hartman. Mm. What?
2: Oh, Dan Hartman. (laughs) I got... I lost my virginity to Dan Hart.
0: Didn't he also have something to do with Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? I could swear he does. Well, Kiss played
1: the song, right? They had. Lick it up, right? I think they, up, I right? think, I no, think they no. might have had one song on the soundtrack. God gave rock and roll to you. Yeah.
0: That, well, that, was, that, that was Bogus Journey.
1: Oh,
2: that's right.
0: Bogus. Bogus. <laughs>
2: Uh, how can people get in contact with you, Tim? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TK Havoc. No, no, no. That's, the, no, I, uh, that, that's what I use as my. That's on Xbox if you want to play me on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's just uh, at Timothy JK, K A Y. Uh,
1: yeah, or you can come see a show. Love it at Go Comedy and Proud Theater. GoComedy.net for all your information there. Maddie, how can people get in contact with you? At Karate Dracula on Twitter, I'm at Matt Noss on Twitter. The show is Matters Pod on Twitter and Facebook.com/slash Matters Pod. Gas. Yes. Gas. <laughs> yes. So feel free to reach out to us on those platforms. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please feel free to share it on Facebook. We cannot exp- or retweet it on Twitter, uh, but uh, it helps. It really actually helps. helps Algor- algorithms are weird and uh <laughs> they figure out when you are sharing your own stuff over <laughs> <laughs> when you see that only two people see your post it's a little it breaks your heart um what else not try to enjoy the daylight uh, we will catch you on the next episode of
0: <laughs> matters
1: the strain
0: <laughs> one day we're going to stop one day one one day <laughs>
1: Name is Matt, and them is Matt, and that's all that matters. <laughs>
0: it was a good try. It was, it was a, a try. solid
1: try. try.